Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. Glad you're with us. Whenever it is you found us on social media, we just thank God that we have uh, the opportunity to share His Word with you in our Bible study here every Friday at 9 a.m. Central Time. And uh, I do hope you'd get your Bible, follow along with us, and, and learn the truth of God's Word and, 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 and learn to see uh, who God has really created you as a child of God to be in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Or if you're yet to believe in Christ, today is the fabulous day that God calls the day of your salvation. And uh, you don't need to go another moment without trusting in Jesus Christ and who He is as the Son of God and what He did as the Lamb of God to take your sin away. You need to know that, you need to believe that, and you need to trust that every day of the rest of your life. We're doing a wonderful study on something the Lord has given us entitled The Hidden Inner Man. Talking about this new creation that we are in Christ. Uh, I don't think we talk near enough about it because this outward man, the Bible says, is perishing while the inner man is being renewed day by day. And it doesn't just happen uh, all by itself. It, it requires our involvement by faith. Everything does. Uh, I recently read a statement by a man that said, uh, God, there's so, you know, concerning the freedom we have to choose, uh, that God many times cannot because we will not. I need to say that again. Concerning, this is a statement concerning the freedom of choice that God has given man that is far more uh, just wonderful and powerful than I don't know that we could ever understand the fullness of what God had to allow himself uh, to not be able to do certain things when he when you give someone else free choice when you give someone else the opportunity to make their own choices that means you relinquish your right to make those choices for them i want you to think about that and concerning this freedom of choice we have there's many Many times that God wants to do things for us, in us, to us, through us, by us that He cannot do because we will not allow it. Whether it be due to ignorance and we just don't know it or we are just resisting and pushing against what we do know that God wants to do. And the Bible tells us these things. So... It's a very powerful thing that you and I have now as born-again children of God that we now, each and every day, have uh, uh, the freedom to make the choice of who we will serve. Romans chapter 6 verse 16 gives us those two avenues. We need to hear this today concerning this where we're going today. Uh, these two avenues that before a, a, 
anybody is born again, they can only be found serving sin, the sin nature, unto death. They're, we were dead in our sins and trespasses, separated from God. We were serving the sin nature, which is what we became the darkness of this world when we sinned against God in the Garden of Eden in Adam. That's where we all became sinners. That's where we all died in sin and were separated from God. Now thanks be to God, He came after us because He loves us. But when we became born again, new creations in Christ Jesus... We now have a choice. We can still choose, whether it be in ignorance or just rebellion, to serve the sin nature unto death. Now it doesn't mean death and separation from God and don't know God and the wrath of God against us. Now as Christians, it means if we don't know the way of the cross as it pertains to daily, moment by moment daily uh, living for God, then we are serving the sin nature and it's unto death. And now as a child of God, that death is pertaining to a distorted fellowship, a deceptive and deceitful fellowship that's not happening while we're serving the sin nature dominated by the sin nature, which every Christian emphatically, absolutely is if they're not trusting in the work of Christ's death on Calvary's cross. That's just the reality of it. Whether we know it or ignorant or not, whether it seems like everything's going good, it's not going good. That's what the sin nature does. It lies to us and tells us these objects of faith are working for us. I've seen men and women become very angry when they are told that what they're trusting in even though they've pulled it out of the scriptures for uh, certain things in their lives, uh, it's not working. And they become very angry as their faith is in those things, what they're doing. And that would be what them self, themselves are doing, self-righteousness. And they become very angry. Uh, but when we realize and accept the truth, acknowledging the gospel again today and every day, that our faith must rest in the very object that the Holy Spirit is turning us over to every day unto death, 2 Corinthians 4 verses 10 and 11, we're turned over again every day unto death that the life of Christ may be expressed through us and it, that can happen now because we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. We, we've been newly created in Christ Jesus. So now, as the new man in Christ Jesus is led by the Spirit, we can choose to serve the other avenue. Now get this today. The, other, the only other avenue other than serving the sin nature unto death is serving obedience under righteousness. That's not a whole gamut of things we can bring on the table and all have different various opinions and thoughts of what that means. No, my friends, that, that's one thing. That means we're trusting in the very death of Jesus for there's where he was obedient unto death and declared and offered us his righteousness. So... We can now, as new creations in Christ Jesus, 
We can choose to serve God in the only avenue through which He can be served to bring forth fruits of righteousness. Get it? Fruits of what the new man was created in. Ephesians 4 and 24 tells us that we were created in Christ Jesus. We were created in righteousness and true holiness. The only fruit that God is looking for is the fruit the new man can bear. Somebody said amen, hallelujah. So the only other choice that we can make as far as who we will serve is obedience unto righteousness. That's faith in the sacrifice. And I have to say this today. A lot of us think it's just some overall statement. Well, of course we trust in the sacrifice of Christ. And then they go and, and, and they're involved in all these other avenues of which they are actually trusting in. And it doesn't work that way, my friend. It, it, won't, it won't work that way. We are either trusting in the very death of Jesus, which means we're partaking of that death again today to be turned over unto that death so that we can experience the very life that comes out of that death. And so let me add this this morning before we move on. This is something the Lord's begun to show me over the last couple of weeks that Jesus taught you can't serve two masters. The sin nature is a master, and Christ Jesus is our master. When we're serving Christ, if we're, serving, if we're truly serving Christ and following Christ, that's why he taught anybody comes after him to follow him, they have to deny self. Self thinks he can do it. Self will even say, try to pretend to love God, but he hates God because he can't glory and God won't let him glory in his presence. But Jesus taught you can't serve two masters because one you'll cling to while despising the other. Which one are you clinging to today, my friend? Or he also taught one you'll love while hating the other. Or while hating one, you'll love the other. Which one are you loving today? Which one are you clinging to? Because whatever, whichever of these two avenues you're clinging to, you're despising the other. That means when you're clinging to that old rugged cross, Jesus Christ and what he did in his death there for you, you're despising what you've been deceitfully deceived by, that hideous monster called self all your life. Even in church for so many years, self was really running the show. Self, self will make you think you're in revival while it is, it is corrupting you and defiling you. Self-righteousness. Self will move through emotions and feelings. Self will th make you think you're in revival, but there is no, absolutely no involvement of a Christian in revival without partaking consciously partaking by faith in the death of Jesus. There is no revival. I told our folks Wednesday night, I don't need to be revived. I don't need revival. I've been in revival for 17 years. I've been clinging to where the life comes from, the death of Jesus, not just preaching it, not just teaching it, but believing it in my heart. That same belief 
under righteousness that allows me to confess that which I believe. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory be to God. So let's talk about that for a minute before we get into the scriptures concerning the hidden inner man again today because all this is a part of it. This is a powerful, powerful thought that when we, we, we thought Jesus teaching us about uh, uh, you can't serve God and mammon. Well, mammon's not just money, although the love of money, Jesus said, is the root of all evil. Whatever evil you can find, uh, uh, the root of it is the love of money, the love of the world. But, but Jesus taught you, mammon is not just money, it, it's, it's anything of the world. Because the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, the Bible says that's what makes the world what it is. And that's what God delivers us from, brings us out of, and walks us out of day by day, the experience of that mess. Uh, those three things, <coughs> which will if we're but if we're but if we fall prey to the sin nature through trusting in anything other than the death, the cross of Christ, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the sin nature is ruling and reigning. Don't listen to these people that say, well, it takes a lot for the sin nature to begin to revive again. No, sin in my life, committing an act of sin doesn't revive the sin nature. Me trusting in something other than what put that thing to death is what revives it. So when I build a golden calf, whether it be the purpose driven, the government of 12, the walk of a mess, celebrate covery, the words I speak, the money I give, uh, anything I put my trust in and I'm clinging to, believing God is going to do something because I'm doing this, means that I'm despising what He's really done for me. That's what Jesus taught. Whatever you're trusting in for salvation and deliverance, you're despising the other. If you're trusting in Christ again today and what he did on Calvary's cross, you despise self and its deceitful, deceptive ways. That it, Listen, it's not just the things that are bad in our lives that we want crucified with Christ, that we want to see, not want to see as already having been crucified. The, 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 the things that are good, the tree in the Garden of Eden was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We need to think about these things. They are good things that aren't helping me, that are hindering me, that need to be crucified, that self is behind. That's why we must take up our cross every day, be found denying self to follow Christ because that's the only way the new man can live. The way the new man came into existence as being created in Christ Jesus in righteousness and true holiness is the only avenue he can be strengthened. The Bible says that God Almighty will strengthen us in the inner man. The inner man has the potential of being renewed every day. Hallelujah. And the outward man is perishing every day no matter what, no matter what. 
And so there's no need to try to live your life based on and controlled by that which is going to rot forever and be put away one day forever instead of that which is eternal and can serve God, that being your new man. I want to start out today in the Word here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. A very popular scripture for Christians. But we need to look at it today more intensely, believing that God will show us today as we look through the blood, through the new covenant, the gospel into this scripture today. And all scripture must be looked at through the blood of Jesus. I can't say it enough under the old covenant in Exodus chapter 24. Moses read the law, which means the word of God in that day. And then he sprinkled blood on it, the word of God, and the people. Because the word of God, without looking at it in light, the light that shines only through the blood of Jesus can't be understood except with men's understanding and men's wisdom. If it be the understanding and wisdom wisdom the Holy Spirit gives, it will only be parted through our vision we received through the blood so that we can see every scripture as it pertains to the blood or rather the blood of Jesus as it pertains to every scripture back to Exodus 24. Very powerful Very, very powerful and prophetic truth for those who have ears to hear today what the Spirit is saying to the church. Moses put, he read the word of God, the law. Then he sprinkled blood on the word of God, the law, and the people and made the declaration, Behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord has given unto you Concerning all these words, the blood of the covenant, the new covenant, the blood of Jesus, has to be concerning every jot and tittle. Not just because we've been born again, now we can see. No, we have to continue to see the word of God through the blood of Jesus. The Bible says in times past, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets in various ways and diverse manners. This is Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. But it goes on to say there that but in these last days, God has spoken to us by His Son. Let me show you exactly what that means in the scriptures, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, concerning how God speaks to us now in these last days by His Son. Listen. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, the vocal voice of the new covenant, the one who takes and mediates the new covenant Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Oh, you've got to get this today. Jesus, because of what he did on Calvary's cross, gave his own life uh, humbly and obediently unto death that you and I 
might be crucified with him, buried and raised to newness of life with him, and even now seated at the right hand of our God in him, hallelujah, as overcomers through the blood of the Lamb. Overcomers the only one going to heaven. Overcomers the only one going to be given all the promises of the seven churches mentioned in the book of Revelation. Overcomers. That's, the, that's what God calls Christians, overcomers. I mean, you folk need to hear that today. Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. He said the new covenant is in his blood. And so he says, this is how God speaks to us in these last days by his son. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood, this is not and something different. This is and, this is how it works. Get this now. And to the blood of sprinkling, just like the old covenant, Moses sprinkled blood on the word. The, the covenant, the new covenant. It's the blood of Jesus that speaks. Look, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks. Mm. Ah, it's the word of God, yes, but only as the blood is speaking through the word of God. Better things than that of Abel. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Aren't you glad you tuned in today? God's got a blessing for you, my friend. He's drawing you close to the place that he speaks from, through, that he works from and through only your faith in the death of Jesus, that great and wondrous cross. Hallelujah. <coughs> Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you've heard Calvary's cry? There's a song I've been listening to called Calvary's Cry has come to this place. I think it's by uh, Brian Free and the F Freedom or something like that. Oh my good, I, I, it touches my heart when I hear it. Calvary's cry has come to this place, my Lord. Calvary's cry has come to Queen City, Texas. Calvary's cry has reached you where you are, no matter where you are, if you're hearing the truth of God's word. My goodness, glory to God. Let's, now, now let's get back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore... Oh my goodness, and I don't have time to go back and show you what therefore is pointing back to. I'll let you do that, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit will show you, just as he will anybody who's hungering and thirsting for God's righteousness, what he wants you to get out of this. But look at verse 17, one of the most popular scriptures in all of Christianity. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... That means you've got to have believed into Christ. You know, a lot of your Bible scholars from old think that that's what the Scripture really says, whosoever believes into Christ, because that is where you end up when your faith is truly in Christ. When you believe in Christ, that means you're believing in his death, which was carried out for you, because he didn't do it for himself, on Calvary's cross. And when you <coughs> and I placed our faith in Christ's death, 
That's where the Lord took us and placed us, immersed us into that death. Romans chapter 6 verse 3. That's why Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 tells us that as we have received the Lord Jesus Christ, therefore, or so rather, walk ye in Him. Just like you were immersed into Him through faith in His death, you can't walk with Him and you can't walk in Him without having your faith in that again today which placed you in Him, His death. That's where your faith went. You trusted that Jesus died to forgive you of your sins. You placed your faith in His death, in His sacrifice, and the Holy Spirit placed you also in that death because the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, that the old man was crucified with him. Galatians 2 and 20, I am crucified with Christ, yet I live. You know the scripture. You've heard it before. Write these down if you haven't and go look at them. Jesus died for us. We died with him because he did not come to make us better. That's an impossibility even by him. Oh, that needs to be said throughout the land. God could not make us better because a dead man can't get any better. And in God's eyes, we were all dead in our sins and transgressions, separated from Him. And all that He could do was put that old man completely crucify him, bury him, get rid of him, and make an entirely new creation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You can throw those books away. Uh, we need to have some bonfires in the world today. And all those books that taught how to do this and how to find that way God's made for you out of that. And, and if it pointed to anywhere other than Calvary's cross, uh, it it was a big fat lie and God can't use it, won't use it. He can't make you better. That guy from Houston, the old Osteen, Osteen, Osteen smiley guy who don't know his head from his feet, he, he, he writes books on uh, how to become a better you. you. You can't become a better you. Jesus came to put you out of the picture forever. That old self thing, selfish thing, hideous monster called self and, and, and thinking, you know, where do you think the sayings come from that, that say man is really inherently good? Man is really good. Man has good. The Bible says in Romans chapter 7, there is nothing good in us. That is in our flesh. That means of in and of our own selves. Who we are, that self has to be crucified, put away. And, and somebody needs to hear this today. Jesus never made one selfish decision. He said, I don't do anything I don't see my father doing. I don't speak one word I don't hear my father saying. Jesus didn't do anything bad of himself. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't do one thing good of himself. He did nothing of himself. He only did as a man what he was led by the Spirit of God who is God 
would, would lead him to do. We need to know these things. God didn't come to rehabilitate you. He came to kill you. The, the, the you, uh, the put you away so that he could make an entirely new creation in Christ Jesus. We need to hear these things. These preachers, uh, I heard a preacher recently talking about if you'll read these books that teach you how to change your habits, uh, then you can grow spiritually. My, there are more false prophets and antichrist spirits running around today than there ever has been in the entirety of this church age. If they're not opening their Bibles and pointing you to Calvary's cross, uh, I don't care what you've learned from them in the past concerning this, that, or the other. There is The degree that we uh, talk spiritually and don't point to the cross to that same degree we're being influenced by doctrines of devils being seduced by uh, uh, false doctrine and antichrist spirits are everywhere and you and I should be testing the spirits how do we do that you don't need to go and study all these different topics on how to test the spirits my lord it's simple. Are they opening their Bible and sharing the Word of God in the light of who Jesus is and what He did in Calvary's cross? If they're not, then there's an antichrist spirit there. I'm not saying they're not Christian. I'm not saying they're not called. But I'm saying they're being influenced by the wrong spirit. Paul said that would happen. It could happen. It is happening on a, a, a prominent level, a huge level. When I say that 90-something percent of all churches, all ministers are being seduced. I mean that with all of my heart. How, how can you tell? Well, you surely don't look at what you see the outward man. You, you, listen, you have to listen for the truth. The truth is Jesus. And, and, and how, what makes him the truth to anybody is what he did on Calvary's cross. Nothing else. And only when we know him as he he, he is the truth. By what he did on Calvary's cross for us, will we find the liberty that he said the truth would give us. Hallelujah. So look at this 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. God did not use anything of the past to create you as who you are now in Christ Jesus. So quit, quit saying you're the, just the product of your past. If you're a Christian, you're in Christ Jesus and you are a product of the cross of Jesus Christ. You're a product of God's redemption. You're a product of God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You're not a product of your past. You may be still walking in some areas crying out for the power of the cross to walk you in a greater place of deliverance from what was in your past that still 
still tries to hold you and pull you back. But you're not a product of those things. Too many times we, we, we try to hook back up to the trailer that had all the garbage on it. We were trying to haul through this life that God has already cut off and gotten rid of. But because we don't know the way of and the truth of and the victory of the cross of Jesus Christ, the freedom, the liberty that's only found there, we, we try to go hook back up to that trailer and keep hauling that mess through life. God cut that thing off. He cut that trailer off. Hallelujah. He cut that hitch off. If, if, listen, to go back under law, you got to weld a whole nother hitch on there. You got to work hard to hook back up to that trailer and, and to start pulling that, that, that fleshly corruption through this life again. God cut that trailer off. He dug a hole. He threw that trailer in the sea, rather, of forgetfulness. He cut that hitch off. He don't want you... Listen, when, when He brought you to the cross, when He made you near by the blood, Ephesians 2.13, He expects you to bring what, what is hindering you through your faith in the cross to the cross and when you walk away, to walk away without it. Hallelujah. When you bring your burdens to Jesus and what He did for you on Calvary's cross to find salvation in all of its aspects, deliverance being one of those, He expects you to walk away. He expects you to walk away. Don't come to the cross with your burdens and leave with your burdens. Bring your burdens to Calvary's cross, Jesus and what He did there and walk away without them. Hallelujah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. You're an entirely new creature. God had to make you an entirely new creature because there was not one part of you that could serve God. Because not one part of you was good. Not one part of that old man, that selfish, lustful man was good. He had to be put to death. The old Curtis had to be put to death. The good, the, uh, the good, the ugly and the bad. Not just the bad and the ugly, but even the good that I called good. God won't accept it if it's not Him doing it in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's got to be involved in that. And even though He's made us a new creature in Christ, we still have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit or self will come in its deceitful and deceptive way and make us think that what we're doing is right, but it won't be right because it won't be the leading of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creation, a new creature in Christ, a new man. All old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. And here's a word that it takes faith to experience. Behold. See. Look at this. 
Are you getting this? This is what God wants you to grab a hold of by faith because faith is how we behold. We don't behold unless we live by faith. Faith is how we see. Faith is the substance of what our hope is in. Jeremiah 17 and 7 says the Lord is our hope. Our hope is the Lord. It's not just in the Lord, though it is. Our hope is the Lord. And if the Bible says our hope is the Lord and the, our faith is the substance of what we're hoping for, then the Lord and our experience of the Lord is going to be based on our faith. What we see spiritually is based on our faith. But you have to know if the object of your faith is not the death of Jesus, you're not seeing and beholding properly because you can't. God speaks through the blood of the new covenant. He doesn't speak through any other avenue. In the old covenant, in Exodus chapter 25, God says, build this tabernacle. All these furnishings, all these things. But then he gets to the holy place, the holy, holiest of all place that Hebrews 10 says we can draw near there now with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Hallelujah. But in Exodus 25, he gets to the holiest of, of, the holiest of all place, the holy of holies, and he builds this, he puts the Ark of the Covenant in there and then he puts the mercy seat on top of it where the blood is poured. You ain't doing nothing with you're not doing anything without the blood. Self will tell you we can do it. God says you can't do one little bitty thing without me, and he doesn't operate without your faith in the blood. But where the blood is sprinkled on the mercy seat atop of the Ark of the Covenant, we read in Exodus 25, God speaks to them and says, This is where I will meet with Israel. This is where I will commune with you. This is where I will instruct you. It is no different today, my friend, under the new covenant and the new law that we have in this new priesthood that Christ has made, all of it, in His blood. His blood is concerning every word. I personally do not believe that God can apply any word to our heart by His Spirit if it is not applied by the blood. Our faith in the blood. Too many Christians are separating faith in the blood from faith in the Word. But the Word is the Word of the covenant. The Word of the covenant. The law now, the new law is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That law has created a new man in Christ Jesus. That law is the only law that the new man can function by and bring forth fruit and even be, be bear out... Through, through these, these vessels that we have here. Learning how to possess our vessels, these things, in sanctification and honor. Learning how to possess our vessels. Get that now. 
Watch this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's the new man. That's the new man because the selfish thing ain't in Christ. The flesh ain't nothing good in him. It ain't in Christ. The new man now is in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. It's the new man who's in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Old things are passed away. Behold. Look. Can you see it? Will you believe it that all those things in the past have been got, wiped away, cut off, dead and buried, passed away? All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are become new, not the world. Listen, what I'm talking about, the victory and the power of the cross in your life, is not a fact when you believe it. It's already a done deal whether you believe it or not. The, the benefits of the new covenant of walking as the new man in Christ Jesus, and we're called to do that. We, we talked about it in one of the earlier sessions how we're called and commanded to put on the new man. That's all based on if our faith remains in the cross, that is putting on of the new man. That's what I meant earlier by, you know, the only people who need to be revived, the only people who need a revival are those who are not walking with their faith in the cross. I need to be revived if I'm not walking in the very life of Christ through faith in His death because life doesn't come out of anything other than the death of Jesus. My friend, Pastor Scotty Williams, preached it so elegantly a couple of years ago and did a few messages, a series on that. You can find him in Dublin, Georgia, Crossway Fellowship. Tune in. Listen to that powerful preacher of the cross. Great focus there. Behold, all things are become new to that man that's in Christ Jesus, that new creation that's in Christ Jesus, the born-again man. Born again means there had to be a death. You can't be born again unless there's a, a death. I don't know. I don't think Nicodemus quite got it. Maybe till later, hopefully later, but to be born again means I've got to die to be born to be... Are you understanding this today? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, it's the new man who's in Christ. Self, self, self can't do anything but glory in and of himself. The new man glories in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And we need to learn to be led of the Spirit. So, all things are of God based on the new creation, the new man in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to read Romans chapter 8, verse 2 again because the Lord wants to tie this. In. Those who the Lord has been able to bring back to the hearing place, the place of communion, the place He speaks through, the place that, that, that the only place He works through, which is faith in the cross. That's a conscious thing. Let me say it again this morning. It's not just a blanket 
Oh, well, I've always believed in the cross. No, people, we say that. What we mean is we've always believed that's what saved us initially. But 90-something percent of all Christianity, when they have problems and dilemmas, it is not the cross, the death of Jesus they reach to so that they can find the life of Jesus that is only expressed out of that place. I'm telling you. If preachers knew it, they'd be preaching it. Once you know the answer is the cross, the devil will do everything he can to keep you from preaching it, but the ground he has to function in is the ground of self. If we let self begin to deceitfully deceive us, and eh, oh, that selfish thing is so, so skilled in manipulation and deceit and deception that he, he, can think, he can make us think certain things like we don't need to constantly point to Calvary. We don't need to always, uh, always boast in the cross. And I can't imagine standing before my Savior one day and saying that, you know, I, I thank God for the blood. I, you know, it, it was, it, I, I, I didn't really, you know, think I needed to th really just think about the, the redemption of, of, my, of, of my Savior all the time. I, surely it wasn't the only boasting place, but know this today, that by the word of the Lord, he says, to those who have ears to hear what he's saying today, same thing he said for 2,000 years, that the only place he's given us to boast is in the cross of Christ. No, there's nothing else. And we tell what our boast is in by what we preach. Because we're going to preach what we're boasting in. We're going to teach what we're boasting in. And self will come along and say, Well, you don't have to really talk about that all the time. You, you're trusting in that, so, but you don't have to talk about it all the time. Why is self saying that? Because self wants you to put that cross down so that he can start glorying again. Oh, he wants to glory. He wants to glory. But God said, no flesh is going to glory in my presence. Oh, hallelujah. So this new covenant that we're a part of that Jesus said is in his blood. There is no experience of the new covenant. And this is why the church has been in trouble for so long and worse now than ever before. The new covenant is only found, offered, and experienced in the blood of Jesus. That means through faith in the death of Jesus, his, the shedding of his blood. Not pleading the blood verbally, although it's okay to do that, but you have to, with your heart, again, just like in the born-again experience, you partook of that death in faith. You believe that what he did there was for you. It was for you. To the point you trusted in that. That is a daily experience. That's experience. We don't have just some overall covering that of course my faith is in the cross. No. When my faith is truly in the sacrifice of Christ, the Lord is going to show me how that sacrifice is concerning all His words. Do you get that? There is a new covenant. It's only in the blood of Jesus. Because there's a new covenant, the priesthood has changed. Hebrews chapter 7 verse number 12 
tells us that because there is a new priesthood, there is also now the necessity of a new law. And it's this law, Romans chapter 8 verse 2. No longer the law of Moses, the law of rituals and ceremonies and rites and this day, that day. Stay away from those people that teach this day or that day or this feast. Stay away, stay, turn away from them. And when you have to be around them, preach the cross to them. Because that's what's ushered in the new day for us. Jesus is our new day, hallelujah. He's the new and living way that God has given us. The Bible says, Hebrews 10, verse 20, through His flesh. Yesterday in my Hebrews teaching, that got out, so the Spirit of God just filled my heart with that phrase, the new and living way. Not just, although it is the entrance, but He is the new and living way, the way we walk, the way we live, the, what we're striving for together. Hallelujah. Oh, that, 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 that new and living way He made for us in His flesh on the cross. Way, the way is a walk, a, a direction, a, a goal we're reaching for. I hope you're understanding this. So, there's a new covenant that brought about a new priesthood that brought about a new law. And it's Romans 8 and 2, for the law of the spirit of life. Until this new law, there was just the law of the letter. Now we have the law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah. James writes that now the Word of God has become the law of liberty for those who are in Christ Jesus. The law that has liberated us. Every jot and tittle now, Jesus said, was written of Him and He has liberated us through the shedding of His blood, His suffering on Calvary's cross. So again, there's a new covenant only found in the blood of Jesus, Jesus, offered through the blood of Jesus and our faith in that alone. Number two, because there's a new covenant, there's a new priesthood, and because there's a new priesthood, there's a new law. And that law is the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That is the new law that has made us free, made us new creations in Christ Jesus, made us free even in this new and living way along the way as that law of sin still is found working in us, warring against this new law. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 says this is not going to stop until we find the redemption of our new bodies in righteousness until our bodies are glorified and receive the, the new bodies of righteousness. Do you understand that? Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 speaks of a constant striving that is without end of the flesh self wanting the glory or the spirit the Spirit and the flesh, where Christ is glorified versus the flesh, self wanting to be glorified. 
And the cross <laughs> is the only way that Christ is glorified in my life through that new and hidden inner man based on this new law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Because the only part of me that's in Christ Jesus is the new man. Mm. The part of me that has the new heart and the new spirit in which God dwells by His Spirit, Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 26 and 27, if I got that right, is the new man. The old man was crucified. He's not being renewed. The old man didn't receive a new spirit and a new heart. The old man was put to death and it's all things have become new. This new and hidden inner man that is within us, but really the focus is that he is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's the one who has the new heart and the new spirit and the new soul, the, 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 which is the new soul. He, he, let me say it again. The new man has the new heart and the new spirit and is the one in which God dwells by his spirit. The old man, the flesh, again the Bible says there's nothing good in this flesh. Nothing good in this flesh. Self only wants to glory and self hates God but will pretend to love God if he can do it his way. Remember Cain brought a selfish sacrifice. What I did, what I grew, what I cut down, what I'm offering of the work of my hands. It wasn't blood that was required that removes self and brings about righteousness which Abel brought and was declared by God to be righteous in Hebrews chapter 11. Man, this is good today. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, glory be to God. So let's, let's get it. I know we have to hear these things over and over and over again in the simplicity that Christ and who He is and what He did at Calvary brings to the Scriptures. There's a new covenant. It's in the blood of Jesus only. Because there's a new covenant, there's a new priesthood to tend to the new covenant. Because there's a new priesthood, there is now a necessity, again, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 12, of a new law. A new priesthood requires a new law. No longer the Aaronic priesthood, no longer the law of Moses, no longer the letter of the law. Now the, 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 the priesthood that's eternal after the order of Melchizedek, Jesus Christ, our great and eternal high priest. Hallelujah. And we're the priesthood of believers that tend what did the old covenant priesthood tend to. The, the things that were focused on the sacrifice, the sacrificial system. The new covenant believer, the new priesthood of believers that are functioning correctly are tending to the preaching of the cross. 
among many other things, but no other things without tending, believing with the heart under righteousness. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But faith doesn't come unless we're believing the word of God unto righteousness. The moment we were born again, Romans 10 and 10 tells us it's because we believed with the heart under righteousness. The word of God came in its righteous context about Jesus, the Son of God, laying his life down for sinners so that sinners could be forgiven and made new creations in Christ Jesus, not go to hell but go to heaven and a whole volume of other things. That all happened at Calvary. And we stepped into something brand new. Something brand new. We became something brand new because the old us were put away. Put away. All things passed away. Behold, all things now are new. Everything. And... The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the law by which the new man in Christ functions, experiences his Lord. And if we choose daily the way of the cross, then the new man will surely be being strengthened every day, renewed day by day because our our inner man being renewed day by day is based on the Holy Spirit being allowed to work in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure. It's based on our faith in what made us new creations in Christ Jesus. You know that you and I were created in righteousness and true holiness, Ephesians 4 and 24, and that the moment God saved us, He made us two things initially. He made us free from sin and servants of righteousness because the new man serves God only in righteousness by trusting in what it was that made him righteous in Christ, that made him a servant of that righteousness. It's the only avenue of servanthood God looks for and will accept. Everything else is deceitful self trying to run the show. Again, let me say it today before I have to close here in just a moment. Self hates God. Self wants glory. That's why Jesus taught daily Self must be denied and he cannot be denied except through faith in what denies him the right to control our lives and that is what made us new creations in Christ, the death of Jesus. If you don't think the focus needs to be the cross and I'm talking about the conscious focus, you've missed the boat. And it's why you've got struggles. And, there, and I've got to close, but there are people right now who've preached this message for many years. 
and they're starting to slow down and move away from the intensity of it. And instead of growing more determined to know nothing else, the, the, the self is getting involved. And, and listen, when self gets involved, corruption is the result. You're either loving this way and hating self, or even if it's being done in ignorance, you're clinging to self while despising now the way that you know is right. I hope that the Lord has been able to reach into your heart and to deposit some truths that we've talked about today. He earnestly desires to do that. And I pray that you would hear Him and not men. Hear Him, follow Him and not men that aren't following Him. I encourage you very strongly today to find those who are determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified wherever they may be and follow those ministers as they are following Christ. To follow Christ means that that determination that God had before the foundation of the world is now work, being worked into your heart to know nothing else. And that I hope today you've been blessed and I hope that you've understood one thing today out of all the things that I hope we could grow into knowing and experiencing, and that is the blood of Jesus is concerning every word in your Bible, and the new man, that hidden inner man, loves the blood-stained Word of God because it is that which has made him new and gives him each new step he takes every single day. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for being a part of this great last day's move of God. I say thanks. Uh, uh, really, it's what the Holy Spirit's done. I thank the Lord for what He's doing. And I encourage you to stay the course for the opportunity to depart in the days ahead will be very many. The Antichrist are very many. Self screams louder than any time ever when you're, scream, when you're trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And the excuses that self gives, that deceitful self, to lay that cross down are so subtle and manipulative. And I hope that even at any, any sensing of letting go of this determination to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified would cause you to bear your grip down more than ever before. <clears throat> Just like the Apostle Paul did. To finish his course knowing nothing else to run his race knowing nothing else and to be able to at the end of his life declare that he's fought the good fight of faith. God bless you. If God stirs your heart to donate to the ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Nine zero three two three one fifty nine fifty. Don't forget this Sunday's Resurrection Sunday. You don't want to miss what's going to be going on here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. God bless you. We love you. Till I see you next time. Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. Hallelujah.